Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag. And for this week only, get a 110% sign-on bonus. 110% of your initial deposit by using code NEXTROUND. That's MyBookie.ag, code NEXTROUND. Jim Dunaway, Lance Taylor, Ryan Brown, and Rockstar. Live from the Birmingham Racecourse Casino Studios, the next round, presented by Bud Light, is on now. Hey, welcome in. It's a Friday on the next round. Dunaway, one more day out. He's going to be with us tomorrow down at Johnston RV's uh, RV show, though. We've uh, we've released Dunaway from. He's got he's, he's got out medi- of quarantine. He's got out of quarantine. He's got medical clearance tomorrow, so it'll be good to be back with him tomorrow. Next round dot store for the. Uh, that's one of our better looking hoodies, by the way. Next round dot store. Yeah, I get a compliment. I've got that hoodie, right? And every time I wear it, I get multiple compliments. Yeah, next round dot store uh, for all the gear uh, that Dunaway fake Dunaway is in there. Next round dot store uh, is where you can buy everything. And as we mentioned the other day, the shipping. Is very, very quick. Everybody up here is grunting as they move. Except for, I haven't heard you grunt yet. I'm, I'm fine. You know, I thought that the, the, the only soreness I've got is if I stretch. And it's not even really bad. Yeah. It was like trying to pull down a rebound. I remember being able to go up and get one-handed rebounds. And now, like, right. I felt like I was jumping over the Chelsea phone book, maybe. Yeah. To go up and get a rebound. I thought I, was, thought I was going to be more tired because I didn't expect to sweat as much as I did yesterday yeah. in a three-on-three half-court game. Um, but after that, I was like, damn, I am going to be sore tomorrow, and I'm, I'm just not. My left knee hurts a little bit. Other than that, I'm okay. Rockstar, are you making it all right? Uh, no. Uh, my heels were destroyed like uh, when I got out of bed this <laughs> you morning. You had bad shoes on. I almost, I almost fell down out of, uh, when I walked. But uh, it's yeah. usually 48 hours for it to really kick in, just yeah. to let you know. Rockstar draining a half-court shot. Scott showing you that. Um, uh, Brody said Lunsford thought he was playing Nate Oates system. Lunsford did bomb the threes. Um, Troy says Rockstar channeling his inner Larry Bird. You did. He nailed the half court shot and held the figure up. Love it. Uh, do we, do you have video? Because Scott didn't get this. It came from Lunsford. You've sent it out. Do you have video, Rockstar? Can you pull up the video of your pass? Yeah, let me, let me get it. Yeah. Uh, Scott hasn't. Jay, oh, Scott's got it. My bad. Okay. What well, did you see this pass, Lance? You were doing an interview with Chip Brown at the time. I mean, what a dart, right, to melt it. As I pointed out on social media, it starts with an extremely lazy bounce pass by me. Yeah, so do we get uh, do we get a rock star highlight? <laughs> yeah, look at it. That, that's amazing. You won't see a better pass all night tonight in the NBA than this. I mean, it is a bullet. Like, there are no good college games tonight. You watch the NBA tonight. I promise you, you will not look see a better assist. Look at the lumbering big he got it to. <laughs> By the way, the one game that I played in, because I did have to do, I got there a little late after a lunch, and I had right. to do the interview with uh, Chip and Zay in Austin. Um, I got the uh, the task of trying to handle Melton. That's a, it's a load. Down low. I didn't realize. I was like, what are you, about 280? He's like, I'm 330. We Again, did, I'll go back to that 20, uh, 20, 20 pound, pound foot. foot. He's 330, 40 pound of it is feet, according to, according to Lance. 40 pound in feet. Well, I think he kind of agreed yesterday. Yeah, he felt he like did, that. Right? Yeah. But, I mean, you look at that thing, it is massive. It is. I mean, it's a big fun. I'm not, I'm not going to. It's a size 18. He was also not a shy person when it came to three-pointers. Uh, no, everybody was wanting everybody to shoot. Nobody wanted to, nobody wanted to drive the basket. Well, you you got to remember this. Um, we were playing twos and ones. Yeah. And 
that gets it over a lot quicker if you're hitting the twos, right? It does, absolutely. I think everybody just wanted the games over as quick as possible. So thank you to the Birmingham Squadron for allowing us uh, to use the floor for a little while. We've got uh, the video of the games up there at YouTube. You can go see that also on some social media. Rockstar with the uh, highlight of the day. Watch EG foul uh, Kelsey right here. EG was our enforcer. I think she fouled out. We played 303, and I think EG fouled out. We had to sub her she out. She blocked one of my shots. <laughs> uh, all right, so we got a lot to get to today. Some news, some news from the Alabama-Kentucky game. This has become a game of who is going to play, who is not going to play for Alabama-Kentucky. We will get to that in a little bit. All right, actually coming up in just a few moments. We'll also talk about Auburn and Georgia coming up this weekend. First, Lance, you'll have a lock tonight on some game. We'll mention something that happened in the locks yesterday. But uh, on some game tonight, presented by Hemphill, who brings you the lock every day. Yeah, 205-229-2090. Make sure that HVAC unit ready to keep up with this changing weather. I think it's going to be in the 70s today. It is. Yes, sir. Yeah, 205-229-2090. Adam, Chad, Andrew, the guys there. Make sure you tell them the next round sent you. Hard to stop a train. For more information, Hemphill. Hillservices.com. So there are a couple of significant injuries in the Alabama-Kentucky game. Uh, it was felt by everybody around Alabama that Latrell Reitzel would be out for that game uh, and probably come back for the midweek game against Ole Miss this coming week. Uh, he's battling concussion. It started Monday. He obviously did not play in the win against Florida Wednesday night. But most people you talk to, even though Nate Oates described it as day-to-day, most people you talk to in Tuscaloosa felt pretty confident, Lance, he was going to miss the Kentucky Yeah, game. I thought for sure missing Kentucky. And, you know, the concussion protocol is really tricky. You don't hear about it nearly as much in basketball. And I brought this up yesterday. I am shocked there are not more concussions in basketball. But I don't know the difference in how they monitor. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, a concussion from football to ba- basketball. I mean, in a lot of senses, you would think it would be easier because you could see the guy's face. He's not in a helmet. Like, hey, did you – I remember one time in high school um, standing down on the sidelines at Saks High School. I was not playing, of course. I was too you know, soft to play football. I was a golfer. But uh, my buddy Jason Crow was playing, and I'll never forget, uh, I heard the referee come over and say, Coach, you got one that's semi-conscious. Well, no, <laughs> no, I swear that's what he said. <laughs> and I remember seeing him come off the sidelines and his eyes were glazed over. Like, mm. have you ever seen anybody oh, in that yeah. situation? Yeah. And his eyes were glazed over. And I remember as a uh, as as just a normal student thinking, holy crap, that looks awful. <laughs> you know, what's going on? And then I remember another time I saw a guy get a concussion. He comes over to the sidelines and just throwing up everywhere. So, I mean, a lot of ways you would think basketball, because you can see their face, would be a lot easier. But it's also such... You know, there's far less contact in basketball. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I brought this up yesterday. One of the were, or probably the, by far the worst concussion I ever had was diving for a a loose ball and another guy diving in our head's head. Yeah, and his cool. head actually went into the orbital bone of mine. And uh, yeah, I look like the elephant man for about a week, and I don't remember much. I'm just shocked that doesn't happen more, and especially where, you know that was forever ago when I was probably 150 pounds. Now you're talking about dudes that are 260 yeah. out there. So the other story in this game, right, so that's Latrell so, Reitzel. So Reitzel is coming back. Oh, he's coming back. I mean, they expect yeah. him back. No, they call him day to day, but I don't know if he's coming back against Kentucky. Yeah, okay. nobody has announced that. Yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't know where you were on that because yeah. I, I assumed in our specialty show yesterday we talked about that. You know, right cell, obviously a big loss right now for this Alabama Yeah, team. and nobody has commented one way or the other. I doubt Nate Oates is going to tip it off to John Calipari. You know, Calipari will know, you know, shortly before the game. Um, Trey Mitchell for Kentucky, though, 
their starting forward, who's their third leading scorer and their leading rebounder, there are starting to be reports from Kentucky that he is not going to be able to go against Alabama. He's been out with a back injury and may not be able to play. So Alabama could be without the league's leading three-point shooter, while Kentucky could be without their leading rebounder. That's that's two pretty significant injuries in that game. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, I can't really say this game is bigger for one or the other. You know, Kentucky's obviously coming off a bad loss. Feels, and Alabama's yeah. coming off a really uh, just, you know, a game they thought they would win going into that game. But the way they won it, down 10 in the second half, able to come back. Um, I would say, I guess, more important for Kentucky based on the fact they're three and four in their last seven. I, I would say more important for Kentucky, in my opinion. Well, I mean, um, you're, you're at home, too. Yeah, you're at home. Uh, you don't, you know, if you're Alabama, let's just t- let's take this from Alabama's point of view. So what would Alabama lose in losing this game? Um, would they lose seating? Maybe. I mean, maybe Alabama goes from a two to a three. Yeah. Three to a four, whatever, you know, whatever their seating appears to be right now. Um. You know they could still win the lose this game and win the SEC regular season championship and be the one seed going to Nashville. This does not eliminate them from championship contention at all. I mean, it does eliminate or does minimize your margin for error. That's understandable, but it doesn't eliminate you from SEC championship. But for Kentucky, I, I you know again they're going to be in the NCAA tournament, win or lose in this game as well. But would would you get a quad one win like this? This win I think would go a long way in their seeding. I think beating Alabama at Rupp would bump them up maybe a seed or, well, or two at the end of time. Well, and you start to look at Kentucky's schedule. If you lose this, so you've actually lost four of seven overall. Yeah. You lose this, you've lost four, uh, five of eight. Uh, then you got to go to Mississippi State, yeah. who is going to be hungry. And that's obviously a very losable game. You've got Arkansas and Vanderbilt at home. Then you close at Tennessee. I mean, this could be where Kentucky's basically a 500 team over the last six weeks yeah. of, of basketball. Yeah, I think certainly a bigger game for Kentucky. I think this is one of those games where it feels like John Calipari, you know, gets in his team's ear and say, okay, you won at Auburn. You proved you were a good team at Auburn. You did not handle that well because you go to LSU and you lose. So now you got a chance at home in front of all your people to prove how good a team you really are. I mean, I think Calipari has got all the ammunition you would think he would need to get to his team right now. Not saying NATO's does it, but I'm just saying from the Kentucky point of view, Calipari should have the ammo he needs to get his team's attention. Yeah, and I agree with what you said yesterday that that Alabama and Nate Oates, you wish Kentucky would have won that game. Yeah, kind of, I kind of do. I yeah. wouldn't want them to be kind of riding high. In fact, I wouldn't they, mind it if they go to LSU and win by 20. You know, we can paint these narratives whatever way you want. I can say they've lost four of seven. If they would have won that game, they've won four of five and three yeah. straight. Yeah. So it looks completely different for Kentucky if they would have beaten LSU, even by a point rolling into this Alabama game tomorrow, 3 o'clock CBS, Rupp Arena. Yeah, I would say in terms of Alabama, seeding, SEC regular season championship, all those things, if you go one and one in these next two, I don't think you've changed anything about yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, now, if you go 2-0, and oh, you beat Kentucky, now you start talking about how's Tennessee going to catch you if you could beat Tennessee Saturday. They're not. Um, and then you start talking about maybe locking yourself in as a two seed. You're not going to get to the one seed line. That that ship has sailed. But you could probably lock yourself in as a two seed with a win over Kentucky and Ole Miss and then Tennessee. That's three straight tough wins. Yeah, I think if Bama was to close, though, and they went out, I think they could get a one seed. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that would be nearly impossible based on the schedule and going up to national. Oh, you're, yeah, you're saying if they won the remainder of their games. Yeah, I mean, if they beat Kentucky at Ole Miss, uh, Tennessee, Tennessee at, at Florida, I mean, <laughs> Arkansas, yes. and then you win, what would they have to win, three? Up yeah, in three Nashville? in Nashville. Yeah, I mean, you're talking. some of those same teams. They'll face some of those same teams up there. That's 
an 11-game streak that is uh, 15 of 16 to close out the season. Yeah, I think they get a one seed. The ones right now are generally regarded to be uh, UConn, Houston, Purdue, Purdue. and it was Arizona. Yeah, that's true. Let's get to that. Well, I want to talk Auburn first. We'll get to Arizona in a second. But I do want to talk about Auburn. Tennessee would be another team that would be, I mean, currently they're number five. Right, if they won out. Yeah, but I'm saying if Tennessee didn't win out, there's a chance they're getting getting at least two more losses. Yeah. So they're going to drop behind Alabama. I mean, look, there's a lot of things that could happen. I mean, Kansas could, you know, run the table and – you know, Duke is one of those teams that could creep up. North Carolina could creep up. But, I, you know, if Al- again, it's not going to happen. I think Alabama's probably got not one but two more losses, and I think it probably starts tomorrow. Yeah. I expect it to be a good game, but I think Kentucky is going to play, again, that full effort that we saw last weekend against Auburn. But if Alabama was to win out, it would be interesting where they end up. Okay, so keep an eye on Trey Mitchell and that game. We'll talk about uh, injury you know, that could potentially affect the uh, Auburn and Georgia game. In just one second, after I remind you about Greg from Pell City. Uh, Storm Restoration Roofing is the name of the company. Greg from Pell City is the man that runs it, and he runs it very, very well. Greg has been a friend of ours and a friend of this show for a very, very long time. He is the roofer we recommend to you. And I know it says Storm Restoration Roofing in, uh, in his business name, but you don't have to have storm damage. If you just think your roof needs replacing, Call Greg. His cell number, if you're watching, is right there on the screen. If you're just listening, here it is, 205-542-3531. 205-542-3531. You can also find him on Facebook. Greg from Pell City on Facebook. It is Storm Restoration Roofing. With no cost to you, he will climb up on your roof, give you that good roof inspection, and tell you if you need a new roof or not. He is honest. We've had people reach out and say, hey, I had him on my roof. He said, you got a good three or four more years, but I promised you this. In four years, I'm using that guy because he was honest to me. That's who you're getting. Greg from Pell City, Storm Restoration Roofing, 205-542-3531. I do agree with Daniel in the chat that three of the four are locked. You know, Bill has said it, I think it was a week ago today, and I forgot what national forum I heard him talk about this. Was it he, on our show? Well, no, no, he was on our show Thursday, yeah. But he said all four number ones are locked, and it's not going to change with UConn, Houston, and Purdue and Arizona at that point I just didn't believe it and now Arizona taking the loss that they took last night I do think I agree with Daniel my point was going to be UConn Houston and Purdue seem to be locked I feel like that yeah I feel like that and Arizona was before last night something interesting in that game in a moment let's talk about Auburn if Jalen Williams is out and you know again that's something I'd, you know Bruce Pearl's probably not going to tip his hand on things like that uh, to help Mike White out. But if Jalen Williams is out of this game, you mentioned yesterday, I think you feel like it's maybe a two-point difference of the point spread? I think Jalen Williams could be that big of a difference. I mean, the strength of this Auburn team is depth, and it's the combination of Williams and Brune, especially when they're on. And without Williams, you're losing a major, major body there. And a guy that, you know, Bruce Pearl pointed this out after the loss of Jalen Williams. This is a guy that is the winningest Auburn basketball player of all time. Yeah. I mean, just let yep. that sink in a little bit. And Bruce Pearl has said he will not play Saturday. So, I mean, the expectation, unless there's some, I mean, I don't think Bruce would have said that if he thought there was any hope he would, right? I right. mean, I don't know if we're going to have a Willis-Reed moment where Jalen Williams comes trotting out of the locker room. But then Bruce did go on to say it's game by game after that. That's a positive update, by the way, that you're to the point where, okay, maybe out one game, but it's game by game after that. I mean, there was a moment where you thought it was the end of the season when he was writhing in pain on the floor against Kentucky. Yeah, so we could actually see him next week could. in Knoxville against Tennessee. That's when you want it back. I'm like, if you tell me he can – 
you might could play him this week, or I could sit him and definitely play him against Tennessee. I sit him and definitely play him against Tennessee. Yeah, I am going to say that Auburn is still going to be a slight favorite. I'll put the number at three and a half right now. It's going to be an extremely dangerous game. I think if you play this game ten times, Auburn probably wins seven in Athens. But, you know, this, this is a tough game. Now, Georgia yeah. obviously is not playing good basketball. You know, I thought they were going to be a little trickier. Um, and then after LSU, they have now lost – well, they had lost six straight until the win against Vanderbilt on the road this past week. But they've lost six of seven. Uh, Bruce Pearl is asked about his team, what he has seen from his team in the wake of the Jalen Williams injury. Here's the Auburn head coach. With Jalen down, do you feel like you've seen guys like Cheney or some of these other guys kind of this week in practice, you know, you know, kind of you know, know that you know some pressure's on and maybe step it up a little bit more to just yeah. help out the team. Not the only thing I've noticed in practice, and again, we, we, we did take uh, a couple of days off this week, which I thought we needed mentally as much as anything, um, was you, you're beginning to sense, and you know, but I sensed it before South Carolina and Kentucky, they could see the light at the end of the tunnel. We have five games left in the regular season. They understand these are all, you know, still precious. You know, we can, we still can finish first to seventh, you know, in this league, and. Um, and we know we kind of know we know where we want to finish, and and so I think the guys are are locked in and and uh, and pretty focused. So there you go. That is Bruce Pearl as his team gets ready to go on the road to Athens and take on the Georgia Bulldogs. Look, that's a dangerous spot because it's a road game in the SEC, with or without Jalen Williams. It obviously becomes more dangerous without Jalen Williams. Yeah, uh, but I I do but, think this number is going to come about Auburn three and a half. Who would yeah. you like just on if, that number? Yeah, against the spread or just winning. Uh, against spread. That's been a tough place. I don't have the record in front of me. Auburn at times has struggled over there. You know, I, I think sometimes, you know, a guy goes out hurt. Yeah, I think you saw this a little bit with Alabama. Now, they did not cover the point spread, but you had, for instance, Sam Walters. Like, Alabama is down Latrell Reitzel, the best three-point shooter they got, and Sam Walters has the best game he's had as an Alabama. And so does Grant Nelson, by the way. I mean, Nelson and Walters have... Maybe their best game. So I think sometimes, Lance, you see guys that are just forced to step up. I think Auburn wins this game. I think they win it. Now, would they cover three and a half? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's hard in basketball to I say that. Again, I think Jalen Williams is a massive loss. Yeah. I, you, I feel like you're saying you don't think they win the game without I him. I don't know. I, again, I think, it was, I, I think there's going to be two really good games in state tomorrow. I think Alabama and Rupp, and then Auburn going over to Stegman. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a very, very interesting game. Maybe this is the Aiden Holloway game. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he's hit better than 40% yeah. behind the arc in, I don't know, months. Yeah, but, I mean, again, and now Brody goes on the Alabama side of this injury. Brody goes uh, silver lining. Walters being forced to play a lot could be valuable. Oh, I don't think there's Alabama. any doubt. Yeah, with rights allowed. And then, likewise for Auburn, if Aiden Holloway gets a little bit of confidence shooting from outside without Jalen Williams playing, you know, now when Jalen Williams comes back, if Holloway keeps that confidence, Auburn's a bit of a different offense. Yeah, look, and Chris Moore gets more minutes, and we'll see if he can take advantage yeah. of that. You just never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to happen. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but that's two good games tomorrow, and uh, both have an injury storyline around them, too, in the Alabama-Kentucky game, and obviously the one big one, Jalen Williams. Uh, coming up in that Auburn and Georgia game over in Athens. Um, we had some, we almost gave away $1,000 last night. Almost gave away $1,000 last night. We'll tell you why in one second. If you've not been following this, you can participate. And it is an 
I, I'm not going to say an easy way to win $1,000, but it's a risk-free way to win $1,000. Right. I mean, any time that you can just be handed yeah. $1,000 with nothing at stake is pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. So we'll tell you how Disrupt the Media almost had to stroke a $1,000 check to someone last night. But first, I want to remind you, Urology Centers of Alabama, urological health is something that is very, very important. Do not ignore it. Make sure you stay on top of it, and UCA helps you do that. 35 urologists on hand in 16 locations across the state of Alabama. They treat all your urological needs from prostate health to kidney stones. They take care of you. Visit urologycentersalabama.com to schedule an appointment. That is urologycentersalabama.com. If you have, by the way, James, let me just quickly say this. James says, Reitzel on his Twitter account yesterday, posted hashtag soon whatever that means well that could be tomorrow mil- or it could be a million different could subjects be he's talking about. next week yeah, yeah that's, that's what i've learned is sometimes we read into teenager young adult social media and think they're talking about one thing they're talking about a totally different thing but hey listen i hope reitzel is playing uh at kentucky i'd love to see alabama full strength i wish Jalen williams playing for auburn doesn't appear he will be and so at lance's lock on tiktok we give out a game every day And you can go in the comment section and predict the winner and the score of the game. That's all you have to do. That is literally all you have to do. Predict the winner and the score of the game. We select five at random before the game tips. And if you're in that five and you've got the correct score, you win $1,000. Completely risk-free right there on Lance's Lock at TikTok. Now, you gave out the game we picked for last night was Washington State visiting Arizona. So let's start with in the video you say if you're watching this video and if you're picking this game, don't even bother picking Washington State. Well, okay, two things here. I did have Washington State as one of our five plays at Lance's Lock where we went three and two last but night. this the, is about winning the game. Yeah, the game inflated to 12 and a half. I was just trying to give, with Arizona playing for that number one seed and all they have to do is win and they've got the one seed, I didn't see Washington State winning the game. I thought they would keep it close. And Jalen Wells played a hell of a game. I didn't make it up for the entirety of the game. Game didn't end until after midnight last night. You had to stay up late on that one, yeah. And the final minute, frenetic back and forth. Uh, no team led in this game by more than seven points. It was just a tremendous game. And Jalen Wells with his 27 and having a crucial four-point play in the final minute, that was the difference. I am shocked as many people had Washington State winning this game as they did. I don't know how many had Washington State, but I do know of the five that were selected by the Lance's Lock team, two of them had Washington State. They were Trenton Vargas and Jeff uh, Peraro, I believe is how you say his name. Trenton had, to show we do this at random, we got these scores this close, Trenton had 77-75 Washington State. Jeff had 77-76 Washington State. The final was? 77-74. So we had a guy miss, miss a free grand by one point and another guy miss it by two points. Well, and I think that's the guy that reached out to Little T and he's like, so I won. No, no, this was a pre- that was another game. The one she was talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He missed by three. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, no, so Florida Lottery, if I've got numbers 43 and 47, but their numbers 44 and 48. Guess what you've won? Nothing. Yeah, a free, free lottery ticket. Let me see down I mean, the stretch. We, uh, we had a guy miss by one point. We've only been doing this this week, by the way. This is the first week we've done this at Lance's Lock, and we're four days in, and we almost gave away a grand. Oh, man, I will tell you, the, now, the Caleb Love layup with uh, under a minute to yeah. go. Still strange he transfers from North Carolina to Arizona, but it's working out for everyone. Yeah. Um, but he gets fouled on the, the layup, and then he makes his free throw, and that was the last point. He misses a free throw. 
Winner, winner, chicken dinner? Yep. No, or they need one more point. It was 77, yeah. 77, 70. Or 75. Five. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They needed, yeah. Yeah, I started looking at it this morning, trying to figure out a way this guy could have won a grand. We'd love to give him $1,000. Um, and I couldn't figure out a way because they foul at the end. Yeah. They probably don't foul, you know, mm. if it's a day. Yeah, so it, it was tough. Hey, but great job, man. Get, just getting that close. Do you know how hard it is to look at a game and predict the final score? Oh, uh, it's really, really tough. But again, we've got so many people that are actually, we've got hundreds and hundreds of people that are submitting each and every day. We're pulling five. Sooner or later, somebody's going to win this. And again, as Brown said, you got no skin in the game. That's right. It's completely free. All yeah. you got to do is throw a, throw a score in there. I mean, nice to get $1,000 I mean, from us. Vegas even tells you what they think the total amount of points are going to be scored in a game. All you got to do is start doing a little math right there and see if you pick the correct winner. Yeah, we've already got games for tonight, Saturday, and Sunday selected. Yes. So we'll throw that out there. You got Guys, make sure you tell your friends, get everybody involved, and uh, hopefully we'll be giving away $1,000 at Lance'sLock.com really soon. Yeah, it's Lance's Lock over there on TikTok, and uh, we've got an NBA game tonight for the first time. Ba- you know, if you follow college basketball, you know Friday night's kind of a dud in college basketball. So yeah, normally NBA a lot of Ivy League. Every yeah. now and then you get some good Mountain West. We had a good Mountain West game last week, and you get sometimes some Big Ten games. Yep. But, you know, this could actually be a precursor for the NBA Finals this year. Oh, tonight's game. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So uh, Because right now the Bucs are currently the three yeah. seed. If you don't really keep up with the NBA anymore, the T-Wolves are actually the one seed currently right now in the Western Conference. They're a game up on Oklahoma City. So some new blood in there. Uh, Paul says, if you get selected once, does that mean you're not eligible again? Um, nope. Doesn't nope. mean that. We just randomly select. Yeah. You, you could you – could, I mean, the odds are against it, but you could be every day. Yeah, if you, if you win the thousand, we might not let yeah. you in for a little bit. We'll yeah. see. We'll see about that. Uh, John, sorry, guys, it's not going to happen. Ah, what a killjoy. I mean, they said the same thing about going to the moon, too, John. We went to the moon. By the I way, mean, God, John, it was proof? what? Did we? Uh, well, I got an update. Wait, that, so we're four days into and this. And the guy missed by one by point. A, yeah, by a point. <laughs> I know, so I don't know how you can say he's that. He's already said it's not going to happen. Um, by the way, we will uh, we'll discuss three things happened yesterday. I'm, I'm going to give you a state of our society when we come back because three things happened yesterday. Three things. And one, by far and away, by far and away was the biggest story. And it just shows you where we are as a society. That is coming up on the next round. Don't forget mybookie.ag. We talk about all these games. Lancerslike.com. You can play those at mybookie.ag. Code next round when you sign on with mybookie.ag. And you get that sign-on bonus, special sign-on bonus that you get for just following the next round. And uh, mybookie's gift to you because they appreciate you so much. Mybookie.ag. Code next round uh, when you sign on. And you can play anything, anytime, anywhere. All the NBA games, college basketball, golf, uh, NASCAR, uh, any of that is right there at mybookie.ag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, mybookie.ag. Do not forget code next round when you sign on. And you get that sign-on bonus that uh, is very, very uh, beneficial to you. You play with it. You win once. It is yours and yours forever. You don't have to win uh, 50 times with it. Mybookie.ag, code next round. That is mybookie.ag, code next round. Follow Dunaway on Twitter and Instagram at Jim Dunaway. Remember the name Way to Wellness if you're battling weight loss in your life. I'm Jim Dunaway from the next round. There was a time I was over 216 pounds until Way to Wellness helped me lose 45 pounds. And now for over two years, they've helped me keep that weight off. 
Here's their website, aplanforme.com, aplanforme.com. That's a great name for a website because there's no cookie-cutter plan. Everything is designed specifically for you. No contract, no sign-up fees, and your first consultation is free at Way to Wellness. Hang out with the next round on the go. Whether you're driving to work, running errands, sitting on the beach, or you just need a break from the real world, we can keep you company. Check out the next round, Mystery Fifth Hour, and our other shows on your favorite podcast app. We'll meet you there. Let me introduce you to the new line of Red Wing Athletic Work Shoes. This great new line is perfect for the industrial athlete, the guy who is working on concrete or running through the warehouse all day long. Red Wing Athletics use the same technology found in a running shoe with soft mesh uppers, a lightweight aluminum toe for protection, and non-slip soles. This shoe is a winner. This comfortable new line of safety shoes are perfect for warehousing and light manufacturing. Plus, the colors look great. Stop by your local Red Wing shoe store, have your feet measured, and test drive a new pair of Red Wing Athletic Work Shoes. Hey, Lance Taylor from the next round to tell you about one of our favorite places for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That is Hamburger Heaven since 1982. Hamburger Heaven has been serving Birmingham's best hamburgers, cheeseburgers, french fries, hand-spun milkshakes, and sandwiches made fresh to order. All of their ingredients are fresh and prepared daily. This includes their beef, always fresh, never frozen, hand-pattied each and every day. For breakfast, lunch, or dinner, visit any of the four locations, Highway 280, Irondale, Gardendale, and Homewood. Hey, Lance Taylor from the next round to tell you about our friends at Gutter Cap. Gutter Cap's that patented aluminum cover system that fits over most existing gutters to keep out debris and eliminate that gutter cleaning. It's back with a lifetime warranty, almost 20-year service record right here in Birmingham. Stay off that dangerous ladder forever. 45% off the retail price now if you call guttercapbirmingham.com. Call my good friend Chris Stewart now, 205-823-2212. Cap it, don't snap it, it's Gutter Cap. Sports fans, Alabama State Senate will soon decide if you get the right to vote on a lottery, casinos, and sports betting. But they need to hear from you. Did you know Alabama is one of only 12 states where you can't legally bet on sports? House Bill 151 allows you to choose whether you can place a bet on the big game this weekend. Call your state senator today. Tell them to vote yes on the lottery and gaming bill. For more information, go to sportsbettingalliance.org. It's paid for by the Sports Betting Alliance. Again, sportsbettingalliance.org. Want more of the show? Download the app or visit nextroundlive.com for the latest podcast, The Mystery Fifth Hour, our not-for-all-ages podcast, The Last Call, and the entire Double Down Media podcast family, all at nextroundlive.com and on the Next Round app. The YouTube, I mean, the chat room comments about the video that Scott is showing from our game in the break, everybody is commenting on uh, Nate Oates breaking out in hives watching the shot selection in this game. <laughs> I mean, that's probably true. I don't think Nate's going to be watching much of yeah, this game. Yeah, basketball. But. I haven't played competitive basketball in about a decade. So we used to play a lot of intramurals, uh, even way past the prime. And I got really nervous about turning the ankles or tearing an ACL. So that was the first time like there was any three-on-three action in about a decade and I'm telling you, basketball is one of those sports that obviously you lose your shot quickly, but also just, I, I don't know, just the ability to move around on the court the right way. Right. Yeah, I my left knee hurts a little bit. I'm with Rockstar. I probably was not wearing the best shoes. I was wearing jeans and a hoodie. <laughs> I know you were wearing jeans and a hoodie. You had to be and soaked when you had that. Not dress shoes, but like not, not casual yeah, shoes. Yeah, I mean, well, they're not basketball shoes by any Absolutely stretch of the not. imagination. Um, all right, 
So which of these three things happened yesterday in the world? You ready? Which of these three things happened? Should I know this? I don't know. Let's just see. Okay. Uh, yesterday, February 22nd of the year of our Lord, 2024. Man landed a spacecraft on the moon. An asteroid passed closer to the Earth than the moon. Or much of society was without cell phone usage for a better part of the morning. Which of those three things? Well, I, I, I know it was C or maybe all three. I know it's at least three. was C. All three. Okay. That's what's crazy about it is all three happened. And the one everybody knows about is I couldn't use my cell phone all morning. Yeah. And the weird thing is I was the one that had <laughs> full bars yesterday. I know. Uh, look, I think it might have been a test run. Think it might have been a test run on this cyber attack that we eventually will have. Yeah, now, of course, all the cell phone carriers are like, no, it was not a cyber attack. But, I mean, think about how crazy that is. An asteroid passing basically between the moon and us is really, really close. And and You say I know it's close. I, I'd say it's close. In solar terms, that is really, really close. Okay, like but that would almost be like if somebody gets shot at the colonnade, and you're like, damn, man. That bullet was kind of close to us. Well, it was, but in terms yeah. of our solar system, that is really close. I mean, for the an solar asteroid. system's miles and miles long. <laughs> it's miles. Star. It's almost here to the colony. Yeah, I mean, really, how, how big of a difference was it? I mean, how far away was it? About 140,000 miles. I still will sleep well tonight. You will, but that is closer okay. than almost any asteroid. And this is an asteroid the size of a bus, okay. is what they're saying. Better chance we get hit by an asteroid in the next 10 years, a massive asteroid, or we have a cyber ta- attack in the next 10 days that affects all of civilization. Oh, I don't think either of those will happen. No, I'm saying better yeah. chance of one happening. Well, a better chance, the cyber attack, yeah. sure. Um, I saw this described as an asteroid roughly the size of six washing machines. And my first inclination was to think, why are we using a washing machine as a as a measurement? Like, I well, mean, didn't they have like one was like it was like twenty stacked camels. Yeah, like, why is a washing machine a unit of measurement? All yeah, of a sudden, yeah. I mean, I'd I rather be like, okay, it's the size of six silverbacks. Yeah, something like that. Now I am seeing it, and this is a story from the Daily Mail, which is in uh, over uh, in the mother country, that a size of a bus, I guess six washing machines could be a small bus. Mm, very small bus. Very small bus, but the size of a bus, about 140,000 miles. So that's closer okay, but than what the moon. could that have done damage-wise? Because, you know, the crater that hit, and a lot of people believe, called the, calls the Ice Age. I mean, that thing was the size of Texas, wasn't it? All right, let, let me just say this. The, it was traveling 40,000 miles per hour about 50 times the speed of sound. So I know what you're saying, but if you were coming down, if you were uh, at an intersection and you're like three cars at the intersection and some guy runs the uh, red light doing 220, you'd be like, my God, I was close to getting hit by that guy. Okay. That's, the, that's what just happened here. A couple of things that I would ask. Yep. We, I know we don't have Bruce Willis and his team. Bruce is not in great shape right now. They're not going to be able to land on the asteroid, blow it up from the inside out. They don't have to pay taxes if they do. I don't know if you remember that. When this thing comes into the atmosphere, does not some of it burn off? A little bit, yeah. I mean, I would imagine. But this thing's moving pretty quick, so it's going to get through the atmosphere in a hurry. That's the problem. But do we also not have the ability to shoot this thing down? I don't think we've developed that yet. They're not going to tell you. Or maybe we do, and we just haven't been told we do. I mean, if we can fly a rocket up somebody's ass over in Eastern Europe from here... How could we not be able to take out one of these massive rocks coming down? 
I mean, it's a good. Paul says, "Ask Brown's brother." We, we're not going to get my brother on again <laughs> to talk about that. Well, and here's the thing: you you blow it up and you blow it into different pieces. You're going to have some collateral and damage. That's, that's your problem. Is now I got like 50 asteroids flying. Yeah, through. but but that's not going to smaller. That's not going to be devastation. That's yeah. not going to be like life ending. Like society with a big enough impact. You you know, I'm sure you've seen the documentaries and the videos before of how everything goes up. Rocky, am I right? The whole atmosphere, the ozone is covered. You've got no sunlight. Yeah, they have to wait for a hole to shoot rockets through. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's going around. My point is, yeah, some of it's going to burn off, but it is uh, something the size of a bus moving 40,000 miles per hour. So it's it's not going to be in the atmosphere very long to burn off. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'll tell you this. I would rather be hit directly than it hit about 100 miles from me. I, th- I think I'm just, with you on that just one. Just send it now. Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and put this over. Because I guarantee yeah. you ain't going to feel nothing with that thing yet. Yeah. Um, also, it is the first moon landing since Apollo 17. Now, this is a private company that has done this, a commercial company, Intuitive Machines, private spaceflight company based in Houston, uh, landed a craft on the moon last night. Do you believe it? Nope. Okay. Rockstar, do you believe it? I this, Sure. It, uh, I will tell you what happened was their stock price jumped significantly in the uh, stock market this morning after they did this yesterday. So, and, and uh, guess what? Nobody knew they were doing it, right? That's what I'm saying is an asteroid in, in, ast- in universe terms, an asteroid almost hit Earth yesterday. A man-made spacecraft landed on the moon and all anybody knows is our cell phones were Well, that's because that's the only thing we know for sure really I, happened. Well, I couldn't get the news on my cell phone. <laughs> I know. That was the problem. No one was there to tell me. Yeah. I mean, I know that a lot of cell phones went out. I really don't know how close the asteroid was, and I really don't know if anybody landed on the moon. I really don't yeah. care. But, I mean, think about how big a deal it would have been back in the 70s when somebody landed on the moon. Or, or just not even somebody, just a spacecraft. Like, we were able to actually land a spacecraft on the moon it would have stopped the world yeah i just don't know and how, how good, we do it yesterday and nobody even knows it. how good we are at this space stuff well, watching apparently. that challenger documentary i got suckered in and i watched uh the um international space uh, the iss movie do you know what i'm talking about it's a new movie huh. and so the iss is obviously run by i guess it was started by the cosmonauts mm-hmm. and the astronauts and so we shared after the cold war broke uh for technology they do a lot of scientific experiments in space so the premise of the movie is you've got three americans in it you got three uh russians in it and they see all of a sudden these huge explosions down on earth well then they learn from their superiors take the iss by any means necessary so then it becomes a game of cat and mouse who can take control of the iss it's a true story it is not a true story (laughs) i like space movies for whatever reason Alien is the bar, but this one fell way short. One I love that everybody hated was Prometheus. I love Prometheus. I thought Prometheus was good. You know, we've got a, a sort of prequel between Alien and Aliens coming out this summer. The Ridley Scott. Romulus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm excited about that. You are? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, li- I like the Alien stuff. Now, Alien and Aliens were the bar. Prometheus wasn't bad. Uh, they've had some bad in the franchise, yeah, but the past, I've got a feeling this one's yeah, going to be good. The last one they did with Danny McBride was rough. I didn't see that one. Do you watch G. Kerbo says Gravity was really good. Do you like it? I liked it. I thought Sandra Bullock was a thousand times better than she was in The Blind Side. Yeah, well. I mean, yeah, I mean, I thought it was interesting. I thought visually it was really well done. Um, 
Deep Horizon. Have you guys ever seen that? That's really a scary space movie. No. I, um, 2001 Space Odyssey is a classic. Mission to Mars with Tim uh, Robbins. Uh, I liked uh, the Matt Damon. What was it called? The Martian. Yeah, The Martian. The Martian was good. Very believable. <laughs> I made it believable. They go potatoes out of chat. Uh, Apollo 13 was good. Joseph saying best space movie. I don't know if I agree with no, that. I love space Apollo balls. 13. Uh, the Right Stuff was good. I never saw Space Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Event Horizon is what I meant, Chris, Chris H. Space Cowboys was all the old actors, right? James Garner, Clint Eastwood, Tommy Lee Jones. They all got together basically yeah. for one ride. Uh, Paul is saying Danny McBride is awesome in Righteous Gemstones. I started it last night. Oh, did three you? episodes in. He is great, but they, he wasn't good in the Aliens movie. Yeah. I, I, I like Righteous Gemstones. Um. I'm sure there's people that feel guilty watching it. Well, it's I, the same as Eastbound and Down and Vice Principals. They're all great, but it's like, it's just thing. It's oh, just it's a little old. Yeah, I mean, it's that same comedy. But uh, I would say that you could consider Righteous Gemstones a little sacrilegious. No. <laughs> a little. Uh, Auburn, a former Auburn uh, football player. I almost said star. I guess star might apply. We'll see. Is a head coach. We will discuss that when we return. Uh, but coming up in potentially November, if the vote goes right, there will be a vote in the state of Alabama for uh, legalized sports gambling and a lottery. Yeah, look, and we're going to tell you all you need to do. We're going to actually have somebody from the Sports Betting Alliance on in the show for a few minutes today to tell you how you can actually get involved and how you can reach out to your state senator. Um Alabama State Senate's going to let you soon decide if you get the right to vote on a lottery, casinos, and sports betting. They need to hear from you. Very important. Some people have reached out to me. We will get you all of the details, how you can reach out to your state senator today. Did you know that Alabama is one of only 12 states where you can't legally bet on sports? It's your money. You should be able to wager on what you want. House Bill 151 allows you to choose whether you can place a big bet on the game this weekend. Call your state senator today. Tell them to vote yes on the lottery and gaming bill, Bill 151. For more information, go to the sportsbettingalliance.org. It's paid for by Sports Betting Alliance. Again, more information, sportsbettingalliance.org. The Auburn... Former Auburn player that is now a head coach and what is being described as that level of footballs, the group of fives, canary in the coal mine. If you don't know what a canary in the coal mine is, we'll also explain that to you. That is next on the next round. Call the next round now at 205-734-0923. Spring weather is here, and our friends at Hemphill Services are offering a $69 HVAC tune-up, plus 10% off any service call when you mention the next round. Call Adam, Chad, and the guys at Hemphill Services. Make sure your HVAC unit is ready to keep up with the changing weather. Hemphill Services, locally owned and operated independent train dealer. The team can service all makes and models. For all of your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs, call Hemphill Services. It's hard to stop a train. 205-229-2090 or HemphillServices.com. That's 205-229-2090, HemphillServices.com. If renting is putting a dent in your bank account, here's your sign from the universe that it's time to buy a new home. And who better to help you through the ins and outs of home buying than our friends at Mortgage Right? With Mortgage Right, you don't have to worry about becoming a short notice mortgage expert because they do all the heavy lifting for you. They're trusted mortgage professionals and they'll help you choose the right mortgage option and stand by your side every step of the way. Visit mortgageright.com/tnr to buy before renting runs you dry. That's mortgageright.com/tnr. NMLS 2239 equal housing lender. 
calendar. Storm season is here. Make sure you have a plan of action in place right now. Greg from Pell City and Storm Restoration Roofing should be your first call when storms hit. Insurance companies love working with Storm Restoration Roofing because of Greg Nelson's name and reputation in the industry. When storms hit, call Greg Nelson. He's local. 205-542-3531. He's the home of the free no-cost roof inspection. Greg from Pell City on Facebook. 205-542-3531. It's Storm Restoration Roofing. Stop by the New York Butcher Shop and pick up the finest in certified Angus Prime Beef steaks and burgers, premium pork chops, ribs, and all-natural chicken cut to order just for you. Their chef-prepared entrees and side dishes are the perfect dinner-to-go choice for your family and are ready to heat at home. With a great selection of fine wines and desserts, the New York Butcher Shop is your one-stop dinner shop. Two locations to serve you, Cahaba Heights and on Highway 119 in Greystone, the New York Butcher Shop. Rare quality, well-done service. Did you know that colon cancer is the second leading cause of cancer deaths in America and that it affects men and women equally? If you're older than 45, Rump Shaker encourages you to talk to your doctor about screening options that are available. Colon cancer is preventable, treatable, and beatable, but early detection is the key. For more information, please visit us. Go to rumpshakerinc.org. Also, 6th Annual Rump Shaker 5K coming up Saturday, March 23rd at Regents Field. You can register online, rumpshakerinc.org. Maybe you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, X, LinkedIn, or TikTok while we're changing the game yet again. Tyler's Telegrams has been developed exclusively for you. Hi, this is the lovable boy you know as Tyler the Intern. I'm a businessman now. I will come directly to your door and tell you every time a new piece of TNR content drops. For the low, low price of $740,000, you can be notified by me, one of the biggest stars of the next round, about that thing you missed. Sure, the rest of those social media services are free, but so is radio, and we all know how well that's trending. Tyler's Telegrams is currently operating exclusively in Bibb County. Other social media platforms are available everywhere. So the canary in the coal mine saying, so back in the day, wouldn't they... They would have like a canary with them, and if the canary died, they knew they were losing oxygen in the coal mine. I've That's never heard that. You've yes. never heard Did that? Did you have to Google this? Or you really no, 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 no. I remember it. Rockstar, I'm right about that, right? That's yeah, they would always have a canary in a cage, and once that canary uh, falls out, you got a little time. The oxygen's running down. That's right. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, you better get out I, of I thought the canary in the coal mine might be a reference of a canary is like bright yellow, and because it gets like all this smut on it. Yeah. Soot. Or soot. Soot. <laughs> They call it smut. Smut is the stuff um, you buy in the uh, checkout line. Then it's all patched up. It's dirty. Yeah. So you're like, uh, that chick walking around looks she's like she's a canary, canary in a coal mine. mine. Yeah. We'll tell you uh, who the Auburn coach is, a former Auburn player that is now a coach, and also the group of five a guy that's being described as the canary in the coal mine. Uh, but first, Lance, a big event coming to Birmingham. Yeah, this is uh, an exciting event. It's for a great call. 16th annual Rump Shaker 5K on Saturday, March 23rd at Regions Field. Here's why it's important. Did you realize that colon cancer, second leading cause of cancer deaths in America, it affects men and women equally if you're 45 or older. Rump Shaker encourages you to talk to your doctor about screening options that are available. Colon cancer is preventable. It's treatable. It's beatable. Early detection is the key. For more information, you can go online, rumpshakerinc.org. Um, so, Dell McGee, you guys remember Dell McGee, the Auburn defensive back that uh, has been an assistant coach in the SEC. He's been at Georgia the whole time. I think Kirby has been there. I think he was one of Kirby's first hires 
there in Georgia. I'm going to confirm that right now. Should have done that in the break, but I had to go to the bathroom. Uh, one of Kirby's first hires right there, but Del McGee, running back, uh, run game coordinator, running backs coach at Georgia, is reportedly by Matt Zenitz, 24-7, the new head coach at Georgia State. Now, for those of you that wonder why Georgia State's open right now and you've forgotten maybe, Sean Elliott, that was the coach there at Georgia State, took the head coaching job, um, or he took an assistant coaching job, was a head coach at Georgia State, took an assistant coaching job at South Carolina, tight ends coach at South Carolina. Now, there's a story behind that. He is from the Columbia area. His family was still living in the Columbia area. So he's getting back to his family. Yeah, and I mean, and, and, and we've seen, look, sitting head coaches that have taken off and the main root of the problem is NIL and transfer portal. A lot of these coaches want to deal with it. But, yeah, Sean Elliott, a little bit different because probably gets a bump in pay being a position coach going to the probably SEC so. than what yeah. he was getting at Georgia State. I do believe Georgia State could be an interesting job just because you've got a fertile ground of you know Atlanta, Georgia. The problem is once you get one or two of these guys, and I had this conversation, somebody brought up Mark Sears yesterday, what kind of money can he make in NIL right now? I said, the thing that sucks, it's great for these players. I'm all about them getting paid. The thing that sucks is the schools they come from. And so, like, if Georgia State, if you're coaching there and you have one great season out of somebody, they're gone. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right about that. And that's why a lot of people are saying these guys are making these decisions is, and I've said that, I say a lot of people are saying, actually, and I could be wrong about this. I do think, Elliot, there were some extenuating circumstances there. But as we said, Lance, when it happened, if he had it kicking at Georgia State and thought he was going to be able to sustain that, he probably figures out a way to balance the family and the distance between he and his family, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I would think. I mean, if he's really kicking at Georgia State because if he's got it kicking at Georgia State and can continue to sustain it and have job security, he'll get a good head coaching job somewhere. That guy was an excitable guy. He's a good football coach. Well, I mean, you look at guys that have parlayed. I mean, Appalachian State. I mean, Eli Drinkwitz was there at one time in the Sun Belt. That's right. One year. Yeah. And he's on to Missouri. Scott Satterfield before him was yeah, on Scott to Satterfield Louisville. before yeah. him. Jamie Chadwell with Coastal Carolina now at Liberty. Yeah. Yeah, so if if Elliott were able to really, really do well at Georgia State, he could have parlayed that into a better job, a Power 5 job. So he probably stays. I mean, I'm not saying he was getting out ahead of the posse on this one, but I, I do think that it wasn't just family considerations on his part. Dale McGee will get that job, according to Matt Zenitz, uh, the former Auburn defensive back who is now 50. It is hard for me to believe Dale McGee is 50, that he has been away from Auburn that long, played a little bit in the NFL with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, so interesting job for Dale McGee. I, I hate that stadium. They've tried to convert Turner Field into a college football stadium. I just I don't like that concept, but that's all Georgia State Well, can here's do. the thing. If it never was the Braves, if it was never a Major League Baseball stadium, you'd be like, damn, that's kind of a cool layout. Maybe so, yeah. I guess. I don't know. But because we remember, and boy, that seems like such a, a small, quick moment in time, and I know Turner Field was there forever, but you, like me, we – Went to games growing up at Fulton County Stadium. Yep. And now it's all about Truist Park. And I mean, I thought Turner Field's forgotten. I thought Turner Field was a nice venue. I thought it was a nice venue. I thought it was a bit of a soulless baseball stadium. It was so big and it was just there. I mean, it just didn't do it, you know. Truist is so much better to me. I did, you know, the the architect and everyone that put that design together, I did think they missed because they wanted to make it more about the entire experience of going to a game and all of those shops and restaurants. But it became 
I mean, it was massive. But if you think about Turner Field, it's interesting. You know, it was built originally as the uh, the Olympic Stadium there in Atlanta, where yep. they did all the track and field things. But it was built with a baseball field in mind, so that it was very easy to eliminate the parts you wouldn't need and you're left with Turner Field and baseball. So it was actually very smart in the way they did that because that's one thing I hate about all these Olympic cities. They spend all this money building all these stadiums. And then they just leave with nothing else to do. Yeah, and weeds grew up in them. And Atlanta was really smart. Like, they built some stuff that became Georgia State's campus. I think they built some stuff that Georgia Tech now uses, that stadium Turner Field uses. But it was built as an Olympic track stadium, became a baseball stadium, is now a football stadium. That thing has been a lot of things in its short life. I know I'm in the minority, but I actually like Turner better than Truist. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I could. Uh, Braves fans may disagree. I, I think Braves fans like Truist better. I don't know, but I would think they probably do. I didn't necessarily love the location. Now, I used to when I was a kid. I would go to Dodgers games at Fulton County, and I would stay at that Ramada next door and walk over. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And I forgot what the hotel has become since. So there was something nostalgic about it. There was, and my best memories were Fulton County. It was a shithole. I get that. But I did think Turner was nicer, and I liked the layout more than I liked Truist. Um, Troy says, Truist is amazing. I love how they've done it. Uh, Barry loved Turner uh, Stadium, Turner Field. Um, Daniel said, Turner had a that giant pick of the baseball at the front gate. That was cool. They did have that. Um, David said there was nothing around Turner Field, uh, which is true. There was nothing uh, around it. They built no. up around Truist, but that's before. That's not true. There was crime around it. <laughs> that's before. Uh, that's before that was a thing. Like Turner Field was built before they did all these entertainment districts around stadiums. I was at Dodger Stadium this summer. There is nothing around Dodger Stadium. No. Uh, Barrio. A bar, El Barrio. Yeah, there is a. That's all that's around Dodger Stadium. So these old school stadiums, they just didn't think about that. Um, so anyway, there you go. That was uh, that's Dale McGee. But I'll tell you another, Lance, another interesting portion of this, and we'll kind of get into what I was going to say, the canary in the coal mine. Georgia now has a staff opening. That's an attractive spot. Dale McGee is a very good recruiter. It's one reason he's getting the Georgia State job. But now Kirby is looking for a coach, so everybody watch your coaching staff because right. here comes Kirby. Yeah, and Kirby's pretty good at convincing people to uh, – Head to Athens. Yeah, why would you not? I mean, it's the best program. One, uh, okay, I'll say one of the best. I mean, I mean, it did not win the national championship this year, but it's won two of the last well, three. Well, look, and they're going to be favored to win it next year. And look, you can, you know, you can revamp your career, so to speak, depending on you where you are. If you're kind of stuck in mud, you go. Uh, you work for Kirby. You get to learn from one of the best. And you get a great opportunity at winning a championship. And by the way, whatever you're coaching um, – I would think that Georgia – have we ever done this, by the way? We take, like, the top programs in college football and the position coaches. We know what the coordinators and head coaches are making. I'm interested to see how competitive it is position coach to position coach. Yeah, you know, that doesn't really get talked about a whole lot. But, yeah, I was mentioning this with Little T when we were coming back from our – and I'll tell you why we were talking about this. We were coming back from the Alabama game the other night, Alabama-Florida. We were on Instagram Live and people were talking about Nate Oates taking another job. And – we were talking about some of the things that we just don't talk about. You talk about facilities. You talk about what the coach gets paid. A lot of times you don't talk about what coaches can pay their assistants. And we saw it with Jed Fish. He said that's one of the reasons he left Arizona to take the Washington job was the salary pool Washington gave him for his assistant coach. And I believe that at the same time Jed Fish had to say the right things based on the fact that we're coming here and we're going to close out this deal together. But he said it was $3.5 million more dollars. Uh, I mean, three and a half million more. It's believable. I mean, Arizona is now going to be uh, 
thrown to the Big 12. And although it's going to be a really good conference, it's not going to be what you get with the Big 10. Washington's got a lot more money now. Yeah. So three and a half million more dollars. That's a lot of money. Now, here's the canary in the coal mine. A lot of people are saying, watch Jason Candle, the okay. Toledo head coach. Is this going to become a new thing on this show? What, canary in the coal mine? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just uh, That's the way I saw it described, so I'm using it today. It's a very old saying, so I don't think we'll adopt it. Do we have any video of a canary in the coal mine I actually th- dropping? Probably no. I would have like a time lapse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think they had a lot of people cameras in the coal mines. Hey, a lot of cameras in the coal mines. He's dead. Let's get the hell out <laughs> of here. Get up here. have a head. <laughs> uh, but Jason Candle is being described. Now, you know who Jason Candle is. A lot of people that are watching or listening are probably like, I don't really know Another 11-win season yeah. last year for Toledo. He's the Toledo head coach, and he's thought to be a very good offensive mind. Yeah. I looked it up before the show. 30th in the nation, uh, or 30 points per game, 32 points per game, which I think was 30th in the nation in scoring last year. 39th in the nation in total offense. Now, again, that's at Toledo. Those are Toledo numbers, so you grade on a curve there. It's pretty good numbers at Toledo, but uh, that's where he had his offense this year. Yeah, but Jason Candle, as well as he's done at Toledo, he's got to get the hell out of there. And the and reason that's why I bring people this are saying up, what is, that this yeah, is, I mean, yep. because you look at the MAC, and the MAC is just irrelevant right now. You know, it's it's fun football. We kind of, I think, more people know the MAC for Tuesday night games than what the MAC actually brings to the table as far as a quality product in that conference. But, you know, he's coming off an 11 and 3. He's won 11 games twice. He's 65 and 35 overall. And the last time a MAC team would have made a college football playoff, I think would have been Miami, Ohio in 2003 with Ben yeah. Roethlisberger, I think. I mean, yeah. can you give me another? Nah. Even if we go to the 12 team for Northern Illinois had that one good team, but I don't think they would have been in a playoff. And. Um, uh, people are saying this because he's such a good offensive coach that if he leaves Toledo to take a coordinator position, they're like, I don't know who's going to keep group five coaches because this guy was apparently in the running for the Syracuse job. Like he was one of the finalists for the Syracuse job. And people are saying, if you see him give up the Toledo head coaching job with the success he's had to be an offensive coordinator, you know that these group of five jobs are doomed right now, that, that he's the guy to watch. Because apparently there are a lot of coaches that trust this guy offensive, you know, his offensive mind and would love to hire him as a coordinator. And if you're Jason Candle, you're like, what's better for me? Like, if I'm thinking of a school that's got, I'll give you a good example. Jeff Levy just left Oklahoma. Brent Venables is a defensive coach. If Brent Venables had hired Jason Candle, better path to a good job for him going and tearing it up at Oklahoma or being the head coach at Toledo. Oh, tearing it up at Oklahoma. Exactly. And that's yeah. why people are saying, watch this guy. Yeah, I'm looking at this article. Why 2003 was the best season in MAC football history? 2003. So we're talking a generation ago. Yeah, okay, yeah. And I'm telling you that Miami Ohio team they ben were Roethlisberger. Yeah, they lost one week, and that was against Iowa. And boy, they just got better and better each and every week. But outside of that, uh, college game day made its MAC debut there. Oh, how about that? Yeah, they got college game day at Miami Ohio. Yeah, believe it or not, it was uh, College Day Game Day selected to host uh, as number twenty three Bowling Green played host to number twelve Northern Illinois. So it wasn't even the uh, it wasn't even the Miami Ohio game. Yeah, uh, those Northern Illinois teams they had some good teams. Ask Alabama; they lost to one of them. Michael Turner. Yep, the burner. BirminghamSquadron.com for tickets. I stuck around for the first half last night. It was a fun first half uh, as uh, Birmingham. 
uh, got the win late. Uh, the Maine Celtics had the lead at the half. You could get tickets. They play Maine again tonight. The rematch tonight. J.D. Davidson, former Alabama star on that Maine team. You can go see him. Go see the Celtics against the squadron tonight. Tickets at BirminghamSquadron.com or 205-719-0850. That is 205-719-0850 or BirminghamSquadron.com. Uh, Little T and EG are putting together four downs today. We'll do that in the next hour. Also, uh, we will talk with Brad Crawford, 24-7 Sports. He gave us his top 10 coaches, our top 14 now, coaches in the SEC, our guest top 16. He's expanded before the SEC even has. Top 16 coaches in the SEC. We'll discuss that with him in the next hour. Follow John Lunsford on Twitter at JLunce.